Good morning. How is everybody on this cold morning? I love the cold, so I'm not complaining at all. All right, I'm going to try and use this thing and talk and keep note of what I'm doing. So let's all wish me luck with that, shall we? Oh, there we go. All things new. So if you've been here um, throughout this year, Kirk and a few different people have been talking through a series uh, called All Things New, uh, which is basically we've been covering all the vineyard values and the things that we as followers of Jesus at Vineyard believe in, things that matters, matter to us, things that... Um, yeah, things that make us part of our family. Every family has its own distinctive ways of doing things. My family's loud. <laughs> That's our family. But <laughs> there's a lot of other descriptions. But yeah, in this family, we believe in stuff and that shapes who we are and how we do life and relationship and things like that. So when I was looking through um, the things, the options of things we could talk about, some of the different values of the vineyard, I felt God say to me, pick the kingdom of God. So I was like, I'll pick the kingdom of God. And then I walked away and was like, that's a really big one. <laughs> and I always find myself in these positions where I'm like, God, why did I do that? And he's like, ha ha, now you need me. <laughs> so it makes sense. And so I picked the kingdom of God. And um, as I did that, I was, oh, hang on, my notes are in the wrong order. <laughs> Great. Okay. So when I picked that one, I was like, Okay, I've probably bitten off more than I can chew. That's fine. God can help me through that. And then I went and listened to, um, if you haven't, if you didn't go, to who here went to the Melbourne Leadership Conference? Okay, it was awesome. Um, and if you haven't heard it, go and listen to a message by Putty Putman, which is on the Pine Rivers Vineyard Facebook page about the kingdom of God. It is excellent. Like, I listened to it and it is incredible and I actually listened to it and was like, okay, God, I'm either saying word for word what he said or I'm picking a different subject because he did that really well. And as God always does, he said to me, um, no, <laughs> for starters. Um, Putty Putman, if you don't know, is a quantum physicist. Is that right? So, like, I had to Google what that even was um, and he's really, really smart, and the depth of revelation in that message is incredible, and he communicates it so beautifully, and it's awesome, um, which is why I was a bit like, ooh, and God said, God said to me, as he always does, you're made in my image, he's made in my image, and you both were made to represent different facets of who I am. He's the quantum physicist kind of facet. I'm like the stay-at-home mom who laughs at her own jokes kind of facet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming at it a bit differently today and a bit more simple, but I do want to encourage you to go listen to that message because it fired me up to write this one. So there you go. Click. <laughs> I've literally written click on my thing. Oh, at the sound desk. Here we go. So we value the kingdom of God here at Vineyard. What does that mean? So our aim is to move in the signs and the of the present fulfillment of the kingdom, invoking the Spirit's powerful presence and ministering through the Spirit's gifts and seeing God heal and work wonders. So what does that mean? You might, you could be in church for the very first time today and you might read that and be like, good, so what does that look like? Or maybe you've been in church so long that words like this tend to just wash over your head and you, the power of them don't always impact you like they did. 
Or, yeah, it's easy to just read something like that and be like, yeah, praise Jesus and not really take it in. But I felt God say to me today that he wants me to just break this down for us, really plain and simple. How do we move in the signs of the kingdom of God? How do we invoke the Spirit's presence in our lives? Or what does it look like to minister through the Spirit's gifts um, and see God heal and work wonders? How does that actually happen in our lives? How are we part of the kingdom of God? And something God has shown me is that we, or at least I, can have a tendency to overcomplicate something that God intended to actually be very simple. Um, And I felt God tell me to share three ways in which the kingdom of God infiltrates our hearts, our lives, and the world around us. I don't click. (laughs) I might not stop doing that. Sorry about it. Okay, so the first, the three points I felt God give me was that we are first saved by the kingdom, then we're set free by the kingdom, and then we're sent by the kingdom. And the reason I've put like the little brackets there is because I felt God telling me to tell you today, it's just all about the king. Like the kingdom is just all about the king. It's not complicated. It's not this thing that we make it out to be that's hard to reach We are saved by the kingdom because we're saved by the king. And when you meet the king, it changes everything. So the kingdom of God is simply the presence of the king. Um, It's not a galaxy far, far away. I want some honesty in the house this morning. Who will admit that sometimes you've thought of the kingdom of God as being this like a little bit far, not really sure how to make it come here, but it's like a bit of a game. Has anyone felt like that? I have felt a little bit like it's a bit unobtainable and the kingdom is just kind of up in heaven and we want it to come down on earth. God has just blown my mind about that whole concept recently. Well, for the last couple of years, he's just been like, that doesn't actually make sense. It's not a galaxy far, far away that we're trying to pull down. It's not a um, a kingdom that's off in a land far away and we have to trudge over mountains and through valleys to get to it to experience God. That is not what the kingdom of God is. Why would the king rescue us but then keep his kingdom like away from us? That doesn't make sense, right? So I wanted to break it down a little bit this morning. Um, In Mark 1 verses 14 to 15, this is what Kirk read out this morning, It says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So something I didn't realize, um, I did a little blue letter Bible searching, which is where you go and find the definitions of things and then you feel like a real theologian. Um, The thing that blew my mind was the words at hand actually mean... That term at hand actually means to bring near or to join one thing to another thing. So the kingdom of God is actually all about the king just bringing us near. That's what it's about. Jesus came to declare in that message, not the kingdom is coming like this big force is coming to the earth and you might miss it, you might grab it. He was literally saying the king is coming and he's about to draw you near to himself for the first time ever. That's actually an incredible message and it changes the way you look at so many different things when it comes to church, kingdom living, the way we do life. 
our moment of salvation was not a moment of us stumbling into a big, beautiful kingdom. It was the moment a big, beautiful king reached down and scooped us up and held us to himself and said, you're in my kingdom now. That's what the kingdom is about. It's about living with the king. And when we say things in church, like we're doing kingdom work or we have a kingdom mindset, it's literally we're just working with the king or we're just thinking like the king. It's, it's personal and it's relational and it's powerful. It's not supposed to be um, this unobtainable thing that we're trying to find. It's literally about relationship. It's all relational. So that's what it means for the kingdom to be at hand, to be joined by the king. And we might still face dark times. We might still go through hardships. Trust me, I've experienced a lot of that, especially in the last few years. But, like, I've walked through it with the king, and it makes it different. Like, like, it's not that the kingdom of God has ever left me, but when you're walking through darkness, when you're walking through challenge or pain or whatever with the actual king, it changes things. It changes how the strength that you have. He goes before you and gives you favor. He goes behind you and forgives what, what you can't forgive on your own, what you can't fix by yourself. He walks next to you and holds you up. It's about living with the king every day. That's what the kingdom of God is about. That's why we value the kingdom of God, because we value the king. And I just feel like so many of us today have separated the kingdom of God and the king, and he just wants to bring them back together today. So the next thing I want to talk about is being set free by the kingdom. Uh, So in Colossians 1, verses 13 to 14, it says... For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And Luke 17 verses 20 to 21 says, Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, so they're all thinking like we are, like when is it coming? Where is it? What's happening? Um, He answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. So again, I got a little theological and I blue letter Bibled it. It's a really good website if you want to find the meaning for stuff. Um, And the word midst actually means within your soul. So the kingdom, it's not like he was saying, it's in the room, but I'm not telling you where. Like (laughs) Jesus wasn't messing with people. He was saying the kingdom of God is within you. It's within your soul. It's inside of you. And when that kingdom actually comes inside of you, you change. Things change when you allow the king to, to reign in your life. Um, <clears throat> my first encounters with the kingdom of God were not when I was praying for other people. It wasn't um, when I was trying to help other be- people be set free. The kingdom of, I met the king and his kingdom changed everything in my life. It didn't, not straight away. It wasn't always easy. I didn't do everything perfectly. But the thing that happens when you connect with the king, his kingdom just infiltrates darkness and it just starts to affect everything in your life that's not of him. So if we continue to bow down to the king and lay everything at his feet and say, I don't know what to do with this. This is my brokenness. This is my pain. The kingdom of darkness just has to flee. He just has to. But I think sometimes we 
can even try and do the kingdom work, but we've forgotten about the king or we're not connecting with the king. And God is saying, when you let my kingdom into your life and our relationship, the kingdom of darkness loses his power. So obviously in my story, I've told this before, but all the addictions that I had, and there were some, there were drugs, alcohol, all kinds of unhealthy ways of living. I just, I didn't keep saying, God, send your kingdom, send your kingdom, make it go away. I just kept connecting with the king. And as I did that, one by one, each of my addictions just slowly, I didn't even want them anymore because I was submitted to the king of kings and the prince of peace. And as you do that, anxiety has to go. Everything in your life that's trying to be controlled by an evil dictator, it has to submit to the king of kings. Something that I felt God um, really revealed to me this week that like made me really emotional and it, I knew the concept, I'd known the concept before but it, it had never really impacted me like it did this week as I was thinking about it, is the moment that Jesus died. So Jesus died and that veil in the temple, it tore in two. And when I think of Jesus declaring the kingdom of God is at hand, I don't know, I always used to think that veil tore and it meant we were able to like step in to God's presence, which is true, but I didn't think about the fact that God was showing that he was reaching down and connecting us and all of our filth to himself, all of our brokenness and saying, that's not going to stop me anymore. Before people had to purify their bodies, their lives, do sacrifices, simply to step into the temple or they would die. That is how powerful our sin was. And then Jesus hung on that cross, which as if that wasn't enough, but he hung on the cross so our brokenness, our sin, our hurt, all of that was not too much for us to be joined to him. And I just had this image all week of God as a king, just like scooping all of our sin with us in it up to himself and saying, okay, you're not alone anymore. We're going to do this together. And that just blows my mind. Like I just find that so powerful. It's not about us still trying to like clean ourselves first. We don't have to keep trying to fix everything first. It's about coming to him with all of our brokenness and letting the kingdom of God reign over the kingdom of darkness. And it cannot happen unless you're connected to the king of kings. That's that's just what I felt like I had to get across today. It will set you free. The kingdom of God is supposed to set you free before you're trying to set everybody else free, before you're trying to handle those finances, before you're trying to handle those children, before you, trust me, like I've had a week, before you try and be the perfect mom, the perfect friend, daughter, work, like employee, you, you just got to connect with the king and all of those things will fall into place. And it can't be out of works. It's just got to be from submission. Just constantly saying, God, I submit to you as my king. I don't know what I'm doing. I just yelled at my two and a half year old. And, you know, like just bringing it all to him. And as you do that, he will slowly infiltrate everything that feels broken. I promise you, because I've seen it. The more I come to, the more quickly I come to him, the more quickly I'm set free. I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes I'll have an issue and I'll take a good three weeks before I'll even address it with him. I don't know why we, does anybody else do that or am I just alone? I don't know why we do this. I don't know if it's stubbornness or independence. It's the enemy really just trying to resist, 
But I'll be like, talk, you talk to your friends about it, you talk to your husband about it, talk to like, you'll think about it, over, overthink about it, you'll try and come up with all the solutions and God's like, hello, hello, bring my kingdom in here. Like, I'm your king, bring it to me and then the kingdom can reign and we just don't do it for a while. And so I am learning I need to more quickly run to the king and submit everything to him so it can take over. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all together. It's just about being submitted. Even when you screw up after you've already been with the king, if you screw up, he's still with you. He's not stopped scooping you up. He's still holding you and he's like, whoops, let's try again. You don't, it's not this back and forth of the kingdom comes and then it goes and then the kingdom comes. You are with the king. If you have given him your heart, if you have reached out and said, you are Lord of my life, you are with the king and he's not letting you go unless you very forcibly tell him you don't want him anymore. So keep sharing with him what's going on in your life. Uh, The next thing I wanted to talk about, the last point, is about being sent by the kingdom. And the reason I've put these in, I think it's important that we talk about these in order. Because like I said, it's easy to get saved. You know, well, yeah, it is easy to get saved. But we can get saved and then we can live the Christian life for a while and it's like you, at first you're like, I'm just in the kingdom everywhere I go. It's just happening everywhere and miracles are happening and God's changing things and it's incredible. And after a while, if we don't keep submitting ourselves to that place of like allowing God to scoop us up, we then try to go and be sent without any true revelation of our own anymore and without that constant personal testimony being developed in ourselves about relationship with the king. And that's works. That is not the way God meant for us to be commissioned into the world. So in Matthew 10, verse 6 to 8, it says, Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. So he's not talking about a place has come near almost. He's saying, let me reword it. The king has come and joined himself to you. That is what we're supposed to be telling people. It's supposed to be coming from our own personal experience of being joined to the king. It's not about saying, heaven is close by, good luck. Like we're not saying, if you maybe, we're sharing our testimony. When we're saying the kingdom of heaven has come near to me and drawn me to himself, then we can heal the sick, raise the dead and cleanse those who have leprosy and drive out demons freely you have received so freely give this is all supposed to be overflow guys it's not supposed to be we can't take this scripture and ignore the relational side of of living in the kingdom with the king do you know what i'm saying does anyone i don't know if i'm getting my point across but i've been there i've been out here before praying for people like yes god and i'm not saying it can't work it can work but i tell you the power that i feel the power that I see come out of my prayers when I have been like massively bathing in the presence of God is so much more intense. It's so much more intense because I've been with the king and his kingdom is inside of me. And when it's when you're living in it and you're carrying it, it just naturally spills out into your environment around you. It's not just about us, but it has to start with us. It has to overflow from our own daily life. Um, I want to tell a story about, yeah, one sec. 
Yeah, so it was a few months ago. I was, um, it's been a bit of a rough year <laughs> since Teddy was born. It was beautiful and we love him, but we've just had one thing after the other. Has anyone else been through stuff like that where it's like, God, um, where are you and what is happening? Um, but just I, our other son has had two surgeries. We've had sicknesses. In, and then at somewhere near like the beginning of the year, um, I just randomly, I had a virus and it affected my eyes. And then I got this intense vertigo, like intense, couldn't drive, couldn't take care of the kids. It was full on and just made me feel absolutely rotten. And I'm thinking, I don't know what that's what it is at the time. I'm like, what's going on? This is insane. And um, I went to the doctor and she's like, um, she said, well, I need you to get a CAT scan. So my dad had two brain tumours, has had two brain tumours. And so for me, bit of a trigger. I was like, what? And so all of the like, and leading up to that week, I'd just been clinging on to God. I'd been saying, God, I need you. Please help me. And then in this moment, I was, I felt, I'm not going to say I was like fearless and I felt the faith. No, I did not. Like, I felt fear and anxiety and I remember lying in this CAT scan machine and um, they like, they had to inject this dial through my body and they're checking my brain for brain tumours or aneurysms pretty much, which is like a very real thing for me and I was shaking with fear and all I could do, I don't even remember what it was, but I just kept saying, I love you God, I love you God and then I started saying singing a song in my head that we sing to our four or five-year-old girl because I was like, I was clinging to the king with dear life with white knuckles because I was just so afraid of what that result was going to be. And I didn't handle it perfectly. I did not have all the faith in the world, but the king was there with me. And all I knew, as I kept saying to myself, like, you are good, you are good, you are good, this peace came over me in that machine. And I just knew that no matter what was going to happen... You know, because you're thinking, I've got kids, well, you know, like, but I just knew the king is good. The king is good. And in that moment, I felt like this calmness come over me. And then I panicked for the rest of the afternoon still. <laughs> but I felt him in that moment. Anyway, so that was all happening in my life. And I was just learning to daily, like, sit with God and say, I love you and help me and I need you. And then, <coughs> sorry, and then, Later that week, we had, um, I'm not 100% sure on the timing, but later that week, so Tim had taken days off work to help me because I couldn't drive, and Poppy had her Easter service, so it was around Easter, um, at school. And so we went, and Tim's like, I'll drive you there, we'll get you out of the house, we'll go watch the performance, and I thought that'd be great. And it was powerful, like it was, talk about connecting with the king, it was insane, and there's this mum of one of the kids in my class who I, I just love her, like, and I've just been hanging out with her and chatting to her and we've just gotten along so well and it's been so natural, but I've had a feeling that maybe she doesn't fully have a relationship with God um, and I, I never really knew. And so anyway, we walk out of this meeting, this, like, performance, and there's a few of us mums standing around and she was like, man, I was just crying. I don't know. I don't know why I was just crying. She was like, who is Jesus? And, and I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, and then you got to say, cool, like, that's cool. I'll chat to you about him if you want, like, whatever. But inside I'm like, let me tell you everything. <laughs> like, here's my whole testimony. But really she was like, she's like, who is, I don't get why he died. Like, what, what was that for? I don't understand. And me and a few of the other mums were able to stand around 
and just like share. And some things were shared where I was a bit like, oh, that's okay, that's fine. Holy Spirit, just <laughs> do your work here. But I felt ready. Like I felt so ready to talk to her about it because I was, I had been hanging on to the king all week. Like I had been spending time with him all week. He'd been he'd been my life source all week and then suddenly I'm in this position with this woman who is like who is he why does he love me what does that look like what about my life why have I been through this and words were just like flowing out of my mouth and I know it's because I'd been in the presence of the king I know that that's why it wasn't um all of the bible college training I'd had in my past it was my personal testimony was coming out of my mouth and I'm saying, I know it's hard, life is hard, it doesn't make sense, God loves you, he cares about you. Like, it was everything I was experiencing and that's what it means to be sent by the kingdom. Um, in Revelation 12, I'm going to read 7 to 11 because I don't even like action movies, I don't like action really anything, I'm a bit like rom-coms all the way. But I read this and I was like, yeah, like it got me fired up. I'm just going to read it to you. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back. So there's like battle happening. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. That's where he is right now. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now, now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of God and the authority of the Messiah. That is what we now have over these mutants that have been thrown down to earth. They triumphed over him with the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The answer to defeating this devil that is trying to infiltrate this earth is sharing our testimony of our own experiences with the king. The kingdom coming to earth looks like the kingdom coming, the king coming to us and then us spending time with the king and then his kingdom affecting the people around us. It just will happen. It's supposed to be about our testimony. When Jesus died, he gave us power but, but we're supposed to encounter it. And when we do, the word of our testimony is what will defeat this dragon who's been sent to earth and banished, basically. It cannot come from theology or us knowing all the right things to say or praying the right prayers or going to Bible college or ticking all the boxes or refusing to do this but doing that the right way. It has to come from relationship. And that's how we send the kingdom into our lives. When my kids are mental, which is quite often they're like losing the plot and I'm losing the plot, I could blame them because they're kind of frustrating, but they're children. And then God's like, well, imagine how you make me feel and that's just humbling. But then, um, <laughs> but I know when I'm not handling it, I haven't been spending time with the king because the kingdom of God is not coming in my home and it's not... Um, affecting the way that I'm dealing with my kids and I'm it doesn't necessarily change their behavior but when I've spent time with the king I'm carrying his kingdom into these situations and I'm not joining the crying <laughs> I am observing the crying and I'm saying I have authority here 
And I don't need to be sucked into this situation. You don't need to be sucked into that thing that's happening at work where everyone's talking about it or arguing or bitter or angry. You have authority. Like, you don't need to be sucked into that. You can take a step back and say, actually, no, I'm with the king and we're kind of chill. Like, we don't need to be completely enveloped by all of the rage. We have authority over the enemy in this situation. I have authority over what's being said and I'm going to work and operate in that place because that's what's happening in my life because I'm walking with the king. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of really it. I just wanted to say there's no pressure. There's There's just no pressure. There's no pressure to... I know Jesus said go out into all the world, but he wasn't asking you to do that alone. He wasn't asking you to do that without your own powerful encounters with him. God wants signs and wonders to happen in your life first. God wants um, all of those things we talked about in our aim as the, as the vineyard values. God wants all of our stuff to come out of him connecting with us, if that makes sense. Things won't always go our way. We're not chasing signs and wonders, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are fruit of what happens in our life. And I'm going to be super honest with you right now. They don't always happen. It doesn't always go the way we want it to. And that's another thing in my life that has been a reality. Um, a lot of you know we were in a car accident about six years ago. And it wasn't huge, but for some reason it did something to my back, my shoulder. And I have, I have nerve damage. And... I've experienced moments of healing and then it will come back and then it will go. And trust me, there have been times where I felt like the kingdom of God is like coming into my life and then leaving and then I'm handling it okay and then the pain gets worse. And the enemy wants us to look at God and be like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? And that's, that's very easy to do when you're not spending time with the king because you forget his nature and you forget who he is. You forget his kindness and his love and that he would never, ever, ever want his kids to go through something like that. And I have had questions and I have had complaints over the last six years when it's hard to feed my babies and driving hurts and typing hurts and preparing this message has, has hurt. And that doesn't look like the kingdom ruling in this earth. So I'm not going to be like flippant about that. I get that it's real. But the more time I spend with the king, the less I actually care. Like the unanswered questions don't destroy me anymore. They actually just don't. Like if I could not have this pain, I would. But God's actually turned something like that into one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I didn't get the answer and I just still know he's good. Like, the questions don't derail me anymore. I still have them. I still have moments where, like, I'll fall apart once a month, once every couple of months. I'm like, why? And God's like, I'm sorry, honey. But I don't need to know why because when I'm with the king, I don't, the answers become less important to me because the comfort is so great that it overwhelms any of that. And the frustration that I feel doesn't um, control me anymore because God's understanding just, like, it just like calms me and I don't need to, I, I believe God is good. I believe that I will be healed. I believe I'm being healed. I don't need to know the whole way that the whole world works anymore. I just need to know my God is good and he loves me and nothing can shake my faith. Like, like after 
praying and not getting the answers, it hasn't changed my view of God and it hasn't changed God's view of me. And I still feel his love and I've seen his kingdom in so many areas of my life, my family. He just is good. And I'm not going to let the enemy use a sore shoulder and nerve pain to take that away from me. Like I'm just not going to do it. And so that's just where I'm at. So I know there's people here today with really real stuff that you've been battling for a really long time. And I believe God is going to heal it. I believe he's going to take it away. I do believe that. I don't know when. I can't tell you when I'm going to be completely healed. I don't need to know anymore. And sometimes submitting to the king means submitting the need to have all the answers. It means saying, okay, God, I don't understand this, but you are king over this too. Even this stubborn area of my life where I'm like, I'll really trust you when. If we submit that to him and say, I'm submitting that to you as well, the, the power, I'm telling you, the power that can come into your life is insane when we let that go. When we let go of need for control, need for answers, need for all of that, the power of the kingdom of God can blow your mind and do crazy things in your life. I promise you because I've seen it myself. So going into ministry time, I actually, I actually don't, I don't want anyone to pray for anybody else for at least the first five to ten minutes because I want us all to have a moment to just connect with the king again because I don't want anyone praying for anyone else right now from when they're lacking their own peace, if you're lacking healing, if you're lacking direction, if you haven't felt the king this morning connecting with you saying, I love you, I want God to come right now this morning and scoop up all of you with all of your mess and your brokenness and connect with you. And only after a while, then then am I going to encourage us to pray for some stuff that needs healing and everything. But you guys matter. God did not come here. God did not want you to come here just for somebody else. He first wanted you to come here for you so that he could love on you and connect with you. So if I could get um, Neil maybe. I'd really love some worship to be playing.